All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Common Man Bets podcast. I'm Zach. With me, we got Lance and John Reed. Um, well, there was a kind of a crazy weekend. Um, some of us did really well. Some of us did really bad. I don't want to name names, but um, I did pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even like. I'm I'm so bad at this point. I don't even know what to do. Like, I think I might. I might just make picks and not bet on them because I need to get back to the fundamentals. But uh, I know uh, we had some big NASCAR picks in the, in the day that I think made a bunch of money, didn't it? Um, I think the only one that actually hit was uh, Fish's Bubba Wallace top five because Bubba Wallace finished second. But the winner of the Daytona um, 500 was Austin Sendrick. Um, Tunis, what is it? Rookie. He was a rookie. rookie. So, yeah, I guess he's a rookie. Um, Fish's pick to win it all or to win the Dana, uh, Daytona 500 was Chase Elliott, who finished 10th. His wild card pick was Chase Briscoe, who finished third. Bubba finished top, uh, uh, top five, finishing second. Martin Truex Jr. finished 13th. Joey Logano uh, finished 21st, and Denny Hamlin, who I thought was going to make a run for it, did not even finish the race and placed 37th. So the only one that really did good yeah, was Fish because Fish is dialing in for NASCAR. Fish is dialed in. Got to respect to pick. Chase Briscoe, his guy. I saw a couple of people pick, pick uh, Chase Briscoe, so. It was a wild card pick, too, is what Jason would say. Yeah. He said he was going to make some noise this year. Young fella. That's what Cendric, uh, he's a rookie. I don't know. New age in NASCAR. We'll see. How do you get into NASCAR? Like, how, how does do these professional drivers, how are you on, like, the series? I know nothing about NASCAR. No idea. You do, like, so basically what you do is you start, like, derby car racing. So you originally you'll start out with, like, go-karts. And, like, you'll do, like, go-karts as a kid, and then you get into, like, the derby cars and getting, like, the the, the bigger – Someone's playing in the background. But you do, like, derby car races, and then you get into a lot of dirt track races. So you do a lot of dirt track races, come up through, like, the dirt track scene, and then you're going to end up doing, like, the dirt track, like, little box cars and then, like, the trucks and then the actual cars, and then you basically work your way up. So – the only way you really get NASCAR is that if you're like really good winning a lot of the big like amateur events and like paying the money to go and get into those and winning those, and then you get shot up quick because then sponsorships and like Hendrix Motorsports and um, oh, what's the other big one? Uh, Hendrix Motorsports. I can't think of another Joe one. Gibbs um, Racing. Joe Gibbs Racing will like be in attendance and scouts will scout them and be like, be like, hey, you know, why don't you, you know join our team and race for us in these like truck invention, stuff like that. And if you do well, you don't see how you do about getting your car and NASCAR and so hmm. forth. That's pretty sweet. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Way cooler than anything I'll ever do. Yeah. Wait, Lance, did any of your golf hits picks hit? Yeah. So a uh, good weekend for the, for the golf, uh, for the golf segment for the pod. We had, uh, Joaquin Neiman, the Chilean, he hit plus 6,000. I had him. Um, I sprinkled on, like, five different golfers. He was one of them. 
So he hit plus 6,000. That was pretty cool. Also, I had uh, Colin Morikawa, who ended up finishing second. So I had first and second. You don't win anything for that, but it just felt good to to be dialed in on that. Honda Classic next weekend. Stay tuned. Going to give picks probably Wednesday night. Going to release uh, a little something there for the people. Probably going to do the same thing, probably five picks, sprinkle heavy on one guy, and then the rest of the guy dabble. Because Neiman plus 6,000, that totally made up for a lot of stuff this weekend. That was was quite a hit. That's a huge hit. Which was good. Yeah, it was good. Genesis, tough tournament. Um, Picking him and winning, it was fun to watch. Uh, Came down to the wire at the end. He, he, He went wire to wire, actually. Actually. So that means winning. So that means leading the first round. He led from the first round until the final round, which is all. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, pretty cool. It's tough to do. I mean, I want to say he, he was eight under after the first day and then posted another eight under the second day and was uh, 16 under through the first two days. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's like some no namer goes for the first like day or two because they're hot and then they right. like, fall off the face of the earth, right? Yeah. Isn't that usually how right. it goes? That's exactly what usually happens. And he like Reed said he went he went bananas the first two days, just throwing darts, making birdies, sixteen under. Uh oh. It was fun. Fun weekend there's a Genesis. Fun weekend. Love to see yeah. it. And uh, if you folks uh, looking at uh, the YouTube there, we had Lance Freeze there for a little bit. Just shows that we are still a small budget podcast. I would like to point that out. If you would like to sponsor our podcast so we can be a larger budget podcast, please find us in our Twitter DMs. Yeah, please do. Would love some high speed internet over here. Would love it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so we're all watching the WVU game so far. It's halftime at um, at um, at TCU. What what are we thinking about the first half? I know by the end, by the time people start listening to this, it's going to be over, so they're going to know what's going to happen. But what what are some people's takes? If I had a dollar for every time Taz got hit in the face, I'd be a millionaire. I wouldn't have to worry about betting and not fouls not be called and during Big Big Twelve play. That's just my personal take. You sound yeah, sloppy. it's uh, it's getting to that point where it's it's getting to that point where it's WVU can't win a game at home with the officials on their side. Then they go on the road. They play well against subpar team, say TCU. Officials don't help them out. Things don't go their way, and they lose. I oh, hope man. that's not. I hope that's not what happens tonight. But. Uh, I have WVU plus four and a half. I think they can at least keep it close, keep it tight at the end. I hope. Um, I feel like that, yeah, I just, like, we can't play defense to save our lives right now. I think the first, like, um, the first 10 points came from layups. No, they don't, they don't match up with anybody. There's no, there's no physicality. There's no inside presence. There's, it's it's sad. It's sad. It's, it's brutal. 
it's tough to watch, but one of the good things, if you look at it, TCU was up 10 or up 11 points with four minutes and 24 seconds left. Didn't score the rest of the first half. So that's huge for the Mountaineers to come back um, and score over, you know, nine plus points straight on you in the, you in the um, first half on a nine, nine, nine run. But if you would have told me that WVU was shooting 54.8% from the field and 45% from three and we're still losing, then I would say you're a liar because, you know, that's pretty good for a WVU team. But when the team you're playing is shooting 57% from the field and 60% from three, I mean, you're just – you got to just weather the storm the best you can. And then- well, if you look at the Kansas, when we played Kansas on Saturday, if you look at the stat line – if you would just look at the stat line without the points, it looks like WV should win. They had Kansas had what like fifteen to yeah. seventeen turnovers or something like that. Um, yeah, they just manhandled us on the offensive boards. Like there's just there. I mean, we sh- we shot awful as well. Our shooting percentage was terrible, but we couldn't make a layup to save our lives. They WVU did not. They didn't play a great game, whatsoever. And they're down by two with 14 minutes to go. And then they're down by one with like 10 minutes to go. It, I don't understand why they can't just – they really can't just weather the storm offensively. They go on these droughts where they can't score for five, six minutes. And if you do that, you're going to lose. But they still hang – like the crazy thing is they still hang in, the in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's – that's what I mean. They're they're there. They're good enough to compete. It's the stretch where you don't score for five minutes, four minutes, and and a good team ends up scoring eight, six, eight points, and all of a sudden you're down. You know you're you're double digit down with a couple minutes to go. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's bad. We can't. Okay, we we can't be like all the other West Virginia fans that are like DMing and like doing weird stuff to Jalen Bridges. Like we gotta, we're we're fans of WVU and we're not like bad mouthing them. I want to put that out there. We are friends of WVU. Always. We, we like them, but I mean, it's just sometimes it's just like frustrating to watch. But I mean, we're still we're not gonna bad mouth them. We're not gonna DM. Well, who is it? Was it Bridges? People yeah. are DMing his girlfriend. That's Bush yeah. League. That is Bush quit, League. Quit DMing Madge Cherry. That's Bush yeah. League. Uh-uh. Bush League. Shout um, out to you Bush. guys. If you need some backup, let us know. We got – we don't have any muscle, but we have tuna. We have JB, a fish. We're here. We have a fish. Shout out, JB. Red too. Um, But, yeah, it's like one of those things I was talking to my dad earlier. Uh, if you look at the WU teams that Bob Huggins usually has over the past 10 years – you have a really good point guard. You have a dominant big man, and he played defense, and he doesn't have any of those three. He, he doesn't have the Jawan Staten. He doesn't have the Javon Carters. He doesn't have the Daxter Miles. He doesn't have the Jay Sean Page. He doesn't have the uh, Deuce McBrides, and you don't have the Devin Williams. You don't have the Issa Mods, who was a good power forward at, at one time. You don't have the Saga Bacanante. You don't have the Derek Colvin. You don't have the Oscar Sheboy, and you don't play defense. You're not like Cam Thurman. You're not like Nathan Adrian. You're not playing defense, getting on the ball, and just absolutely – counting and taking defense and turning it into offense, scoring fast break points and just causing havoc 24-7. You still got that, and this is a new 
era of basketball for Bob Huggins, the coach, and he's still stuck in his ways. But you would like to see him see how this turnover is going to take what he knows now from this season and see what's going to happen moving forward for in the next year. I definitely agree with that. And, I mean, if you look at it right now with his – like the the team now, basically we have an elite um, – an elite number two and an elite number three, which is literally the opposite of what you just said that we have usually been good with. Yeah. So, so. – Right piece is wrong time. Yep. So, that's, that's tough. Yep. But while we lick the salt out of our wounds, is that the right way to say that? Correct. Okay. I, th- I kind of like it. I kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we licked the salt out of our wounds. Um, let's go into some tomorrow picks. We don't have lines just came out. So we've just kind of like looked at them briefly. So we'll put more picks on Twitter, but does anything jump out to any of you guys? I got eye popping, eye popping lines tomorrow, fellas. Villanova money line on the road plus one Oh five. Don't even think about it. Just hit it. Alabama minus three, also on the road. Don't think about it. Just hit it. Minus one. Both of them. That's all you need to know. That's it. I think uh, starting, you know, tonight I had – I started off, I was like, okay, let's see what we like here. And the board today was just ugly. Um, I liked Maryland minus two and a half. They covered. They beat Penn State. Sorry, Evan. I, yeah, sorry about that. I did. I did have. I did have Penn State money on. So yeah, principal bet. I, I yeah, principal bet. He's our he's our Penn State guy. But I thought Maryland at home on on a Monday night school night, you know, ain't no Good way. So, so, but then I thought Florida Good State. Bet. You know, Florida State being a historical, you know, basketball school would go up to Boston College on a Monday and win and ruin my parlay. But the games I like tomorrow. Arkansas money line at Florida. No way Florida would do the same thing what they did to Auburn on Saturday. They just a lot of juice was expended on Saturday. Arkansas will go in and get the job done. They're like a one point favorite. Take the money line, get them why it's early, and it's going to probably raise to about three or four points tomorrow by the end. Um, St. Thomas money line, like St. Thomas money line against North Dakota. I'm going against the cash cow. No way North Dakota is just awful. And then give me UNLV money line at the end of the night against Nevada. No, uh-uh. Shout out St. Thomas, North Monday. Dakota. Um, no, not a chance. No, nope. excuse me. North Dakota with the point. I would. So I again though I I self-proclaimed myself as a Summit League shark and then proceeded to go like zero and three last week. I know I won one game. I won one game. I think I went one and. I think I went one and two or one and three or something like that. Um, but that was a tough weekend for me. It that that hurt that literally hurt me because I only have one thing I'm good at, and it's the summit league, and I did not do well in it. I think I got a little too happy, but this is a lock, lock in right North there. Dakota plus one or minus one at home against don't, the Tommies. Don't doubt yourself. Tommies will not cover. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid to fade yourself. You're the guy. I'm not fading myself. Tommy's not going to win. Boom. You're the North guy. Dakota. Shout out Paul Sather. Maybe we'll have a friendly wager in the between the common man guys here and see, see if we can do something here. I, I think we can do that. I think that's yeah, something that we good. need to do. Well, we'll, we'll see what we do here. All right. Look at our yeah, Twitter or the Instagram live for that one. I got, yeah. uh, I got a little something from the weekend. 
Well, all-star game. Oh, all-star God. game winner. So, NBA all-star game. Everybody hates it. Everybody talks a bunch of a bunch of crap on the all-star game. Nobody plays defense. Nobody does this. Nobody does that. Well, I got news for you. The all-star game is back. You had LeBron back in Cleveland. Fans were going crazy. All-star game was sick. Guy, I mean, if you're not gonna if, if you're not gonna respect the all-star game, guys just going out there. Do they play half-ass defense? Yes. Do they put on a show? Absolutely. Yes. And it was fun. I watched the first half. I didn't watch the second half. Didn't need to. First half, it brought me back to the old all-star games where you had Allen Iverson, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, um, Tracy McGrady. You had all these guys playing. It, it reminded me of back in those days. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching um, mainly because I had my guy LaMelo Ball over seven and a half points. It's that was a no brainer. LaMelo Ball, all star game. Are you kidding me? So I had him over seven and a half. Heck of a bet. Big hit there. Jimmy Butler under eight and a half. Saw this all over Twitter. All over Twitter. Um, Jimmy under eight and a half. He has never scored over eight points in an all star game. He, he usually scores like six, somewhere around there. And then I had John Morant, MVP, which it seemed kind of cool. I'm still not unhappy with the pick because that dunk he put down in the first quarter, easily the best dunk of the night. He's the most electric player in the NBA by far. By far. But, but then you got Steph Curry hitting. I mean, I was watching with Sammy. Steph Curry was hitting from – Right inside a half court, it was amazing. We were, it was a ton of fun to watch. I, I'm telling you, All Star Game trending up. Yeah, Get I don't on, know why everyone got to watch the All Star Game. It was so much fun. Yeah, I don't know why. Bad. I think it's, awesome. it's not like normal basketball, but it's also yeah. it's almost like Harlem Globetrotters. Like these it, insanely because, athletic human beings are just doing unreasonable things with a basketball. Just because know. somebody doesn't. You know, they go into the basket and somebody doesn't just lay somebody out doesn't mean it's you know, you gotta respect the skill. It's it's the all-star game. You, yeah, I agree you with gotta that. Understand. You gotta understand what's going on out there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um again, hit big on LaMelo and Jimmy Butler, so that adds to it, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Good stuff. I like it too. The, the good stuff is I like how they play. So after each quarter for three quarters, um, the winning uh, whoever wins that quarter, they donate so much like a hundred thousand dollars to like whoever, like the champions or like the team captains, like charity or whatever. Um, so that's pretty cool. And you can see them because when it gets down close, because everyone will shoot threes, but when it gets in the last like two minutes, they actually play like kind of like close basketball. So it's nothing but fun for like 10 minutes of it and then last two kind of gets a little bit a little bit spicy because everyone wants yeah. to win and put like money towards that charity or whatever so i saw tyler Ty lockett say today in a little video that he hopes the nfl can do something like that and kind of incorporate that you know that would be cool two. i think they also they also they reset the the score yeah for each, each quarter. quarter 
which we, me and Sammy didn't quite understand. We were watching it and we didn't feel like staying up. So he's like, I'm going to bet on the first quarter. So he bet on the first quarter. First quarter bet goes through. They reset the score. And then you bet on the second quarter straight up. There's no, uh, you know, you're betting on a zero zero game there going into the end of the quarter, which I thought was cool, which that would be cool to see with all NBA games. Just you fall, you watch an NBA game, you watch the first quarter, first quarter ends, and then you can live bet, uh, a team to win the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think yeah. that's, I think that's the new age of, I think that's the new age of betting rather than live betting a money line. I think you, I think you live bet the next quarter at, when the intermission happens, then you bet the next quarter. You just have to have a little in between. Well, another thing you could do is, so if you do, I mean, it'd be a whole new category, but basically if you got four quarters, you could bet what's the outcome of the quarter is going to be. So is team, so let's say it's um, so team A, team B, or East and West, um, who's going to win the most quarters, or is it going to be a tie? So it doesn't matter who wins the game, but who wins the most quarters. Yeah. You could, like, so, throw that in there, too. So like, I don't know. They don't do that, do they? Um, I don't think or so. Kinda. Like, team, team LeBron, I think. Team LeBron won their first quarter. So, like, going into the second quarter of, la- of last night's game, LeBron hadn't lost a quarter. That all of that – his team had always won the uh, the money going towards his I Promise uh, charity. So, and Team Durant won the second quarter. So, that was the first time he had lost. And then the third quarter, uh, since they tied, they split it. So, it went $50,000 to one, $50,000 to the other. Oh, uh, so, cool. Zach, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Um, did your Jackrabbits cover 19? They pushed. They pushed. They pushed. They pushed. I told you, not money make, but not money losers. So now they I can push 19. They pushed 19 against the Tommies. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's unbelievable because I want to give a report for. Uh, we gave locks. We gave locks, and when we put these out there, this is we don't take this lightly. You put that pick out there, it's 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 life or death. And you you got guys like Fish calling in Bowling Green minus three and a half. Dumped. <laughs> is he suspended? Is he fired? I'm thinking about the guy just the guy just waltzes in here and gives a pick like that. Your your first one's got to hit. <laughs> just waltzes in here and gives a bowling green minus three and a half like it's a complete lock not even close anyway I can't let's say let's locks so Zach minus 19 and a half uh, there with the jackrabbits no it was 19 it was 19 they pushed at 19 19 okay so they push at 19 stuff that that's a moral victory for you. That's that a moral, a moral victory. victory. That is That's Summit, a moral League, victory. Summit League shark right <laughs> there. That's a moral victory for our guy. I'll take that. And any so, day. again, going back to Summit League shark, um, line just moved UND minus a half a point on St. Thomas. Boom, hammered it. It is I hammered. Think I'm right. That is the Davy Crockett lock. 
Okay, there you go. David Crockett Lock right there. Let's take it. But anyway, we had uh, we had some other good good action there. Uh, Sammy can't join us tonight. He got the scary, but uh, he had uh, uh, Coastal Carolina. He had Coastal Carolina minus four. Never a doubt. Easy cover there. Shout out Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. I had Myrtle. Davidson minus two and a half. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. I had Davidson minus two and a half. Davidson minus two and a half might have been my lock of the year. I should have I should have made a bigger deal about it because I mean that was just that was unbelievable. They won by they won by 20 at home. Conference opponent, St. Louis, not even close. Davidson, absolute stud of a team. Watch out for them in the tournament. They're a good ball club. Uh yeah, that was that was good. That was a good weekend for us there. Um, and then, what else? Did, did you guys have any? Uh, you guys lock anything in this weekend? I college had, basketball wise. I had a parlay of Kentucky first half money line parlayed with Auburn money line, and Kentucky stole. Okay. They Kentucky uh, stole the first half and won by one point, and then Auburn had the ball with less than 20 seconds left with no shot clock, didn't even get a shot off, and lost by one point. So that was a heartbreaker. So that's why – that was at Florida. That's why I think Arkansas is my Davy Crockett lock. On the road at Florida, Florida's going to have no juice. Florida? Yeah, we we kind of talked about this, about this about this Florida team. Uh, they're very – I mean, they're very like – You're a Florida – you're John Reed's a Florida hater. He's a Florida hater. He's he's a Florida hater through and through. Um, I think it might come back to bite you here. I think they're okay. They are very inconsistent, like every other single college basketball team that I ever bet on. And I'll tell you what this this year is a hell of a lot of fun. It's been crazy. Has it? Is is this like a? I feel like every year I say the year has been crazy. This is a good year. Like I don't know. This it's is a good wild. year. Um, you got Gonzaga. They're gonna obviously win it all. Gonzaga. They have to win it all. They have to win it all. Obviously, Gonzaga is. Can I switch my Houston pick to Gonzaga? I wouldn't. I like. I like Houston. Uh, except I, I don't. I don't like how every line is like twelve and a half. Yeah. Well, they played the what? conference USA. Conference USA needs some respect. Oh, sorry, sorry, they play in the American. They play in the yeah, American. that's American. The American needs play. respect. You got so Cincinnati is pretty good. You got Houston. You got Houston. You got UConn. I mean, there's there's some decent teams in there. There's some decent teams. There are SMU, Wichita State. Wichita State. The Shockers are the most overrated basketball team of all time. Don't. I, I have. Don't even. Has anybody else been fading Wichita State all year? No, but I wish. I I've been agree. fading Wichita State for the last 10 years. Ever since that, everyone's like, oh, they're going to win the national title. Nope. I had them Ron, losing in the second round. Shout out Ron Baker. Shout out Clay Anthony Early. Shout out. That asked Wichita State teams back in the day. Back in the day. All right. We could holler on about the American all day long, but we know <laughs> that the only thing you guys come here for is our final segment of the day. John Reed Twitter News. 
Yeah, right. four note cards ready. So let's go. We got eight minutes. Let's hit it. All right. So Fire. there's a lot going on, a lot of Twitter. I've been checking out lunchtime today, screenshot and some stuff. You know, it's been a jam-packed day, crazy weekend. First, shout out Steph Curry, NBA All-Star MVP, shooting 16, making 16 threes, new record, 50 points, 50-burger, 50 through up a 50-burger. On the hot seat, dunk contest, ungodly awful this year. You're going to tell me that you the best you could do was Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, who will go down as one of the worst overall – number two overall draft picks of all time, Cole Anthony. And, hell, I didn't even know the other guy. I didn't even know that other guy who was in, was in the NBA. Terrible. Next, love this. Love these next couple of stats. So, 155 players out of 324 players that planned to go to the NFL Combine were going to protest it because of the bubble situation. That was earlier today. Then the NFL came back and unbubbled them so now all 324 uh, players will now compete in the combine coming up. KG basically said F you to Ray Allen during the NBA 75 team. When it, Ray Allen was introducing Walk, KG just looked straight up in the air and went and talked to him. Love to see it. Logan Paul to the WWE. Who knows? Tune, on, tune in to Ron and I to find out. Next, you have The Rock in the hot seat because he is a little baby back bitch and sold his soul to the NFL, bought the XFL, and then basically sold the ship to the NFL for testing and player development and all that junk. I just want to bring back he hate me. That's all I want. Just bring back he hate me. That's all I want. He hate me. See, World War III trending again because Putin heard me calling him out on the podcast earlier in the year. Belgium guy. Shout out Belgium guy. Shout out Belgium guy. Watson, Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunsil, trades looming. Houston selling the whole team at this point. Shout out to Laramie Tunsil for an all-time draft video. Classic. Next, if the season started today, Mason Rudolph would be leading the Steelers to an NFL NFL Super Bowl. Hard to say. Moderna Spirit officially DQ winner of Kentucky Derby. Big news because Mandaloon, Mandaloon is now the official winner of the Kentucky Derby. A lot of speculation on how that's going to play in for sport for sports betters who who had the winning ticket who finished second, but now the winning horse was DQ'd, and now your your second place ticket is now the winner. So, so, so Medina Spirit is officially DQ. It's DQ. DQ'd officially. So whoever DQ'd got second, which was Mandaloon, is now the winner. So just think if you had a mandaloon winning ticket and then the horse in front of it got DQ'd. Wow. It's a heartbreaker. Big Ten launches an investigation on Jawan Howard, which ended up ending in a five-game suspension for the rest of the year going into uh into the uh Big Ten tournament. I can't also, believe they didn't fire him because he's not that's fucking it. But also, that's, in fairness, that's Wisconsin people love to instigate things, especially with Michigan. All right. Sorry, John Reed. Continue. So, Greg Greg Jard was also fined 10K for doing nothing. Also, two players were suspended for Michigan and one player for Wisconsin. So, that that 
is how it ended up being. Max Homa t- is going to take on the four-play team uh, in a scramble on Tuesday. Give me the Barstool boys. It's hard to beat a four-man scramble in a game of golf when it's just Max Homa. I think Max Homa's a great player, but just w- when you're 1-B-4, the boys are, are undefeated. I just think four-play four play guys got it. The Honda Classic is this week, and last year's winner is Matt Jones. Who? Matt Jones. So – Big names coming South in. African. The old South African, Matt Jones. Boom. Love to see it. A bat Falcons spotted in the United States for the first time. I guess it's significant because Twitter told me so. Next, W Baseball is now 3-1 and one after going, uh, going down to Myrtle Beach to play some baseball. Supposedly screwed, but that's what every WWE fan says on Twitter when WWE loses a game. Jersey Jerry and I may be friends on Oculus playing some golf plus. Tune in next time to see if it actually happens. Next, shout out Wolfpack. Wolfpack, VT can suck it. Lastly, we got Javon Carter, got released from the Nets. Let's put some Fs in the chat. Antonio Brown posted his MRI and said, F everyone. Said he was hurt. No one really believes him still. And then on the hot seat in the PGA, everybody hates Phil. Conspiracy theories are rooming or looming around Phil Mickelson saying that the reason why he wants to go to Saudi Arabia is because of the dirty money, because there's some lot of investor trading that Phil's been doing behind the scenes. He's getting wrapped up in a lot of bad money. So he basically said PJ sucks and he's wanting everyone to go with him over to Saudi Arabia. But now all the PGA players, you know what? We ain't going. And one of the last final news the cost about respect will be in Morgantown on Saturday to watch WVU take down long, the Longhorns. Horns down. Horns down. Go Nears. Go Nears. And that is your Twitter. There was a lot there. There was I lots of I think it, uh, he does deserve a round of applause. All righty. Well, does it, anybody else got fun. anything for the uh, the rest of the pod? Can't believe the Rocks sold the XFL to the NFL. Yeah, so that's just going to be like a like a minor league team, like minor league baseball for football, yeah. right? Like basically, league, basically. Basically, it's so like the one thing is like player development, testing of equipment, and like officials and new rules and things like that. So basically, yeah. the Rock took the X, bought the XFL, and was basically like, "Here, NFL, I don't want this anymore. You can have it." Unbelievable. So. All right. Well, that's all the time we got for today. As always, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck with the picks. Follow us on Twitter in the descriptions for our live picks for tomorrow and the rest of the week. Otherwise, we will see you um, either Friday night or Saturday morning. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you later. Horns down.